Welcome to Magical Empath. This is a podcast about me, Danny Gilmore, on a journey to spiritual awakening. I'm learning how to use my superpowers as an empath and highly sensitive person to deepen my magical connection with spirit. I'm a holistic life coach, my pronouns are she, her, and I'm a medical cannabis proud stoner. Yes, queen. Join me now on this journey. Let's get started by taking a few deep breaths together. Welcome to my first episode. Thank you all for being here. I'm so excited. Um, I appreciate each and every one of you because, you know, I wanted to do a podcast for quite some time now, but if I'm being real, what's been holding me back is myself um, and being fearful. So it feels really good to get over the self-sabotage and just be here present today, um, kicking off this amazing journey that we're about to go on together. Um, I am a holistic life coach, and so one of the things I do before each session as an empath um, is I meditate for 10 minutes, and I connect with their like spirit side almost, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, I connect with spirit, but then also with them in a spiritual way, so that throughout the session, I know exactly what my clients need from me, and I also am being guided by spirit, so they're getting the right information at the right time for their healing journey, but I'm also, as the empath, able to feel kind of what they're going through, so it helps me feel like safe knowing, okay, I'm not pushing too hard, I'm not pushing too much, Um, because if I can feel a little bit of what they're feeling, I might be able to keep digging and digging and digging, and we'll get to the, the point where the client comes to me and is like, oh my gosh, that's exactly like aha moment. That's exactly what I needed to hear. This is great. So as an empath, that really is special to me and I love it as my superpower. But I didn't really know a lot about being an empath, honestly, until recently. Like I would say within the last few months, it's not like I've had this knowledge for a long time. And before... I do the podcast now. I like to do a meditation as well as a card reading. Um, And the deck that I use is called the Empaths Empowerment Deck. And it's a deck by Dr. Judith Orloff. And she is an empath-like queen, goddess. I look up to her. Um, I've started reading her books. And my whole life is just becoming like clear now. Like, oh, this is why I am terrified of being in crowds. This is why I get so drained when I'm around certain people. So just really makes sense. A lot of the things that says, like she says in her book. Um, and so I wanted to use this deck to help all my empaths out there listening, um, go about their life in a better way, but also for the non-empaths, um, just to help you understand us a bit better. Like there's a whole big colony of us out there. I, I know there is, we're spread out, but all over the world, But there's a lot of us that function this way and it's not the way that right now society tells us to function and in fact the way society tells us to function literally is like can be life and death for an empath. Um, My business name is Strong Side with a semicolon because I was in the mental health hospital twice for attempted suicide. So 
yeah, it's, it can be real, the pain that you go through as an empath trying to fit in in this world. Um, and so that's why I really made this podcast um, or wanted to start it because I really think that people need to understand that there can be other ways for us empaths to go about our lives and still be successful. Um, I also am a highly sensitive person as well. So um, based off of reading Dr. Olaf's book, The Difference Between a Empath and a Highly Sensitive Person is a highly sensitive person can can understand like all of the emotions going on in the room, but they don't take them on. So they don't actually feel them in their body. Whereas an empath, we feel them inside of us. They become our emotions. Um, and so when you're both an empath and a highly sensitive person, it's, it's, it can be quite overwhelming if you don't have the tools that you need. Um, so that was a really long winded kind of (laughs) come around to, to wanting to get to the card reading, but I felt like that was important for you guys to kind of understand part of my story. Um, you'll continue to hear my story. I want to be as authentic with you all as I can be. Um, while protecting my loved one's story, my tribe, my people, my friends, my family. Um, So just keep that in mind that I want to be an open book, but this is my story and not anybody else's. But my story interacts with so many other people's story. And so hopefully one day I can invite some of the people um, I may refer to as my friend or my mom or my sister onto the show so you can hear how our stories interact. Um, But always going to set the caveat like this is just my perspective of of my journey um and there's other perspectives that need to be considered as well so the card reading i did today i got two cards so um i'll read both of them and then talk a little bit about them the first card i got was set clear boundaries oof this is so hard for empaths Um, This is hard for a lot of people, but particularly I can relate to this as an empath. And so the little description that goes with it is empower yourself by setting limits, such as saying no to a request or socializing less. This kind of self-care creates more respectful, healthy relationships. Yeah, wow. Like setting clear boundaries honestly has been one of the hardest things for me to do because my boundaries have been so violated so many times um and as a non-empowered empath and and not knowing about being an empath I I really just let people kind of crush me down and so I felt like who was I to set boundaries like I wasn't worthy of boundaries um and also the the household I grew up in I mean it's an old school, my father was old school black, like in the black community, it's, there's a hierarchy and you don't talk back to your parents. Um, and my mom was Creole. So she grew up in the same kind of household. You, you respect your parents, you respect your elders. So there wasn't really a lot of room for boundaries growing up. Um, and then to have trauma, kind of eradicate your boundaries as well in your adult life. You just don't know how to do it. And so this is something that's taken a while for me to master. But I think my ultimate boundary was leaving corporate America when I left my last job. That was like the biggest boundary I ever set for myself. Like I'm done being drained from from working at, at these corporate jobs. So 
I think it's important for everyone to set limits. I think it's especially important for impasse to set limits. And I think it's important for people to start understanding people need to set limits, not because we're trying to be mean, not because we're trying to to isolate ourselves, but like we actually need space and downtime to like let go and digest and just kind of recharge in a bit. So sometimes you do have to say no to something that sounds really fun, but I've set a limit with myself, three things a day on my calendar, like three big scheduled things. And if it gets to be more than that, mm -mm, Danny starts becoming drained. And then it's, I'm tired, my stomach hurts, my back hurts, everything just starts going downhill. My body physically starts breaking down. It's, it's not even a dramatic thing. Um, And I have to say, all of my friends are very respectful of my boundaries. I don't really struggle as much with them because they met me this, like they've met this Danny. So they know the Danny that sets boundaries. Um, While as some of my family who's been with me along the way, it's been harder for them because I think I've probably had to be a little bit more assertive thinking like, oh, I got to be kind of harsh. So they really get the message. And then they're like, whoa, we're not used to this. So it's kind of been a little bit of a like a like a cobblestone road, kind of bumpy. But like we've gotten there, like especially with my mom and my sister, like I'm so grateful that they've been patient with me and gone on this journey with me Um, because it has been a journey, you know. Um, and I have a a friend in particularly who's really gone through a cousin that's gone through the journey with me. Um, there's just been particular people in my life, um, that have gone through the journey with me. My second mom has gone through the journey with me. Um, so it's, it's hard, but I want to tell everybody out there that's listening. That's like, no, there's no way she's just something special about her. No, there's really not. Like you can set these boundaries and you just have to remember to have compassion on both sides. Like have compassion for yourself in trying to learn this new habit and then have compassion for the people around you, which I didn't always do a great job at. Like I would get frustrated with people and why don't you just understand me? And it's like, how can they understand me when I'm still trying to understand me? Like that really made me start to to let go of that and just rather than trying to set expectations that are my expectations for the people around me, I just talk about it in ways to help them understand me a bit better. Um, or I suggest books when they ask more questions or articles or resources. So that way I'm not shoving it down their fo- face like I'm an empath, I'm an empath, I'm an empath. But I'm talking about it because it's a journey I'm going through right now. So they're hearing it and I'm sharing it with them rather than kind of going through the journey by myself. And so, I mean, I hope my friends and family are, especially my family, because like I said, they've gone through so many different versions of Danny. Like I mentioned earlier, I mean, I've been hospitalized twice for suicide. So they've gone through a journey with me. And the last thing I want to talk about with this card is 
this kind of self-care creates more respectful, healthy relationships. Like, it's worth it setting the boundaries because you do get better relationships out of it. Um, I mean, now my mom and I just tell each other, like, she came over one Friday afternoon and I was exhausted from the week. And I said, can we just, like, watch TV? And she was like, yeah, that would be great. And we watched a show together. And it's not something we typically do together. We usually are doing, like, some kind of project um, around the house together or we're going to the store together or we're doing something. Like, there's always usually a purpose or we're cooking something. It's It's never just let's just chill and watch TV, not since I hurt my back in the pandemic. And so it was really nice to just have that healthy boundary with her and tell her I can't sit here and talk for hours, but I still want to be around you. Um, And she's at a place where she was able to accept it too and embrace it. So it's not going to be easy in the beginning, but you'll get there and you have to have your tribe too. And so that's why I think it's important. My journey started getting a lot easier when I let people in. Now, caveat that with, it was very hard for me to let people in for very valid reasons, but I eventually had to start letting people in. And when I did that, things started getting a lot easier because I realized I had surrounded myself by a whole bunch of really amazing people that really were here to finally just support me on my journey. Um, And so it's been great uh, to be able to, to create these amazing relationships that are healthy and that are honest on both sides, um, for sure. And so now I'm going to move over to the second card. Um, Be lighthearted. Set your intention to be easygoing and playful today. Gift yourself with some carefree time to have fun. Yeah, I think this is, this card I think is really important to me today. And I hope it resonates with others out there because I woke up a little on the tired side this morning. Um, My body was tired. I wanted to go back to sleep. I tried to wake up to do my 6.30 a.m. like get up routine and meditate by 7. But my body was tired. And so I listened to it and I snoozed the alarm. And part of me kind of kept thinking like you need to get up now. You need to get up now. You need to get up now. But then the other part of me is like, but isn't this why you love corporate America today? You don't have anything until later in the day. Like, maybe you just need to take it easy today. And so I did. I got up finally when I thought I was ready. And I took Charlie for our long one-mile walk. Charlie's my little Yorkie. Um, He's called a party Yorkie, P-A-R-T-I, because... He's white. So yeah, he's in my picture of the the podcast cover, but he is a white Yorkie and he got a DNA test. He is just Yorkie. So it's kind of crazy. But shout out to Char Char. Um, But yeah, we, we go on one mile walks in the morning and we did it and I was proud of myself. And then I've just been kind of operating this whole day by like, okay, what am I going to do next? Like, what's the next thing I want to do? What's the next thing I want to do? It's it's not been a scheduled day. It's not been a, like, I have to get this, 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 this done day. It's just like, I'm going to go with the flow. And I really think that's important sometimes too, to have these types of days. Because while a girl loves a good schedule and to know what to expect, um, it's all, there's also something beautiful about being able to just follow your body and 
listen to your intuition. So I really resonate with that card. I definitely um, am going to do some fun, crafty things this evening. Um, and recording the podcast is fun too. So it's, it's, and it's pretty carefree, um, in the terms of like, just doing, following my heart's passion. Um, it, it makes me feel good. So those were the cards for today. Um, love to hear your feedback, comment, uh, send me whatever emails, reach out to me on social media at strong side coaching strong side life coaching sorry um so instagram and facebook at strong side life coaching um so i wanted to start the first podcast off episode by talking now about why i wanted to do this app this podcast magical empath right now what inspired me um so last week uh, Sunday, it started Sunday evening. It ended Wednesday evening for me. I did a three day full day meditation virtual retreat. Um, it was life changing. I realized so many things through that retreat, um, which I'll continue to talk on the podcast about as we go on through the next few episodes, I'm sure. And maybe even beyond might refer back to it many times because like I said, it was life changing. Um, I realized so many things out of the, the retreat. Um, and it was great for me because again, I'm, I've talked about, I'm a empath. I'm a highly sensitive person. I'm also an introverted extrovert. Um, so meaning that the Gemini side of me can like turn on and be social at any point. But now I realize the empath like of me that like super drains my battery Um, so I prefer small, intimate interactions. Um, so that way I can kind of conserve my energy, but, and still be able to turn on that like fun social side. But a lot of times I'm dying on the inside. Um, (laughs) and that's maybe the social anxiety. That's maybe the empath. I don't know, but like, yeah, it's, while I look like I'm coming across confident and everyone's like, oh, Danny, you're like so easy to talk to and you're so kind and you're so outgoing. I'm like on the inside, my heart is racing. My palms are sweating. My pits are sweating. Um, yeah, that is why being a stoner, medical cannabis stoner has been really important for me um, as well. It's really helped not only physically uh, with a lot of my ailments from being an empath, but mentally, um, it's really helped me. I think that you can use, definitely can use cannabis to numb yourself. Um, but I think when you're in the right space, it really can help you quiet kind of the racing thoughts and the anxiety. I do have anxiety as well. Um, so there's a lot of like things I got guys. So just bear with me. Probably going to continue to talk about them. Um, all of them, but don't want to just like spew them all out at once, but yeah, so having anxiety and depression, it's it's tough and that that racing thought mind can really be quieted when you're you just smoke a nice hybrid um and and chill. So that was part, part pretty big in my spiritual journey through the virtual retreat as well, meditation retreat as well because 
when I finally got silent, which wasn't until Tuesday of the retreat, midday, I got a little high before I meditated and I absolutely had the most wild spiritual journey of my life. Um, I got in touch with people that are no longer in my life. Um, So both of my grandparents on my mom's side came through to me. Um, Eventually my father's uh, mother came through to me. And so also a spirit came through to me that he's been with me since we were little kids. Um, Out of respect to his family, I'm not gonna say his name, but I don't remember him but I knew him like when I connected with him, like I felt very familiar with him when I was connecting with him during the meditation. And he told me, he was like, I've been with you all along. Like you thought those were imaginary friends. Those were me and my friends. Like those were the angels I brought with me and mine blown. Now I know for some of you, this is going to be woo woo. You're going to shut off the podcast too far and that's okay. But for all of you that just love this stuff, oh my gosh, yes, queen, this is real. And my king's out there too. Sorry, I do have a habit of saying yes, queen. Um, so yeah, that was very overwhelming to, to connect with him. And I thought about a time, actually, I remember playing with my imaginary friends, first of all. Like we were definitely like playing. Uh, My sister is nine years older than me. So while we were like, I idolized her growing up, we weren't like playing together by any means. And she was an amazing sister. She would take me out with her friends sometimes and we would go to the movies. We'd go to her dance practice. We would do all kinds of things together, but we weren't like playing dress up and doing my little dance shows that I used to do. And so I remember once being in my room talking to like all my imaginary friends and my sister and my mom are like, who are you talking to, Danny? Like, and I was like, oh, my imaginary friends. And they're like, what do you do with your imaginary friends? And like normal people, like I probably would have done, they like chuckled like, what do you do with them? And I was like, I don't know, we play. Sometimes we lay on the bed and watch TV. Like, and they were like, what? And I was just like, okay, so this isn't normal. So let me just not talk about this anymore. But I definitely had my imaginary friends, which to hear now that that was my like angel, like watching me and playing with me, like, ooh, I'm getting the chills all over again. Um, my Grammy came through uh, and I know it was her because she used to do this thing where she folded her hands together and she would roll her thumbs around each other. And I found, my, I found myself doing that. Like not even realizing all of a sudden my hands were just kind of going around. And you feel this like warmth and tingliness coming over you. And I don't know. It was very overwhelming but also like very great at the same time. So it wasn't a bad overwhelming. It's just not something I've ever experienced before. And she was there with me and she was guiding me and she was letting me know that like she's always with me and I can always come to her. And I was kind of needed that message because I felt like I didn't have anything. I didn't have enough of her around. I'd seen like my cousin have some things of hers and 
my mom have some things and my sister and my niece pull out some things that were hers and like this was Grammy's and I was like wow like well my kids even know Grammy like I don't have enough things to get shit pull out and like she just let me know like my kids will know like know her and like this is why I didn't need anything like my family needed the things because she knew that I would be able to connect with her like this and that was really amazing um and yeah I don't know that's I think that's basically the sum the summary of interacting with Grammy and then Papa came through Paw Paw um and I really think that we had a special relationship my Papa didn't really do much with a lot of people but every time I came into town because we never lived in Chicago growing up with them um I would like just go in the shed and pull out a bike and he would just come out and know that I wanted to go bike riding. Like I would just be like, come on, Papa, let's like, let's go bike riding. And I loved it. I thought it was so amazing. And I realize now it's because we both were probably impasse. And so we didn't do a lot of talking. There wasn't a lot of like engaging really, but like we were connected by riding and just being together. And every now and then I would do something dramatic just to get his attention I'm like, oh, Papa, the, the bike's pedals are, are, like, not working. But, like, they really were. I was just being dramatic and wanted his attention. And then we would just go back to riding, and I would just... He would take me on his normal pass, and he'd turn on his radio sometimes, and I couldn't really hear it because we weren't, like, right next to each other. But it was just fun to be out bike riding. And I think, too, again, going back to having a sister nine years older with me than me, like... I never really got to bike ride much with anyone. Like every now and then my family, my father, my mom would take us like bike riding on trails, especially when we lived in St. Louis. But it was just something special about doing it with Papa. And he came through. And the reason why I know he came through is I heard like this, the ripping of duct tape. Like when you pull it out, you know, it makes that sound that like, like, I don't even know. Maybe that's not the right sound, but like, I don't know how to describe it, but when you peel duct tape back and you pull it off the the roll, it made that sound. And Papa loves duct tape. Like, he thought duct tape could fix anything. He put it on his Mustang. Like, he put duct tape on everything. He was like how in, like, my Big Fat Grammy week, my Big Fat Grand family wedding, they talked about the Windex. Papa was all about the duct tape. So whenever I break something and I try to fix it with duct tape, I'm always like, yes, Papa will be proud. Um, but he came through and he is really happy. Um, and it was so glad, like, I was so glad to see him that happy because Papa has been through a lot of trauma. Um, and I think being a man in the era that he grew up and being an empath was definitely not something people talked about or even knew about. So... I think he really struggled and and not having tools and resources and he was very quiet and to himself and I get it now. I used to always wonder as a kid and I always worry, but I did always worry about him as a kid. Um, like, was he okay? And then to lose a child, like, that's awful. And so just to see my grandparents with their lost child and their sisters and brothers and I don't know. I just, I could feel all of these ancestors around me that were just like, we love you. Like you're yes, queen, keep fighting down this path. 
to make it easier for people because we didn't have all the tools and resources you do. And I feel like I kind of owe it to them. And that's why I feel like a lot of sympathy for, for my elders now, my parents, my sister, like those generations didn't even have anyone talking about mental health. And so while it was very frustrating your whole life to know you needed help and to not be able to get it, I also understand why they didn't know how to even go about getting me help. And and even for myself, getting help hasn't been easy. So I just really, really, really think that it's important for us to start talking about this kind of stuff, especially as a woman of color, um, and for the people of color, all the people of color out there, like to know, like you need, you can get help. And if you need it, like there's nothing wrong with you. Like my, my mom always told me if your arm's broken, you go to the hospital. Um, and so once I got out of the hospital the first time she, while she resisted in the beginning for many, many years, she definitely started to realize like, this is an issue um, for her. I think the suicide was a big wake up call. Was for all of us, I think. Um, and so, yeah, that was a pretty, going back to my spiritual awakening, it was a pretty wild experience. Um, I saw flashes of the future, my future self. Um, I saw, I felt like I became a human pendulum and could rock forward and backwards to know what, what, the universe was saying to me, like, if I asked a question, I would rock forward and backwards for yes and right to left for no. And that's how I used my real pendulum in life. So it was crazy. And I realized I really don't sit quietly um, a lot or enough. And it took me a while to get there because even after the first day, I realized I was doing oceanic breathing. So that like, kind of like the dark Vader breathing from yoga to, to like silence my thoughts in my brain. And once I got there, it was amazing. So that's it for episode one. I want to keep these um, about 30 minutes long. So I'm going to stop there and wrap up. Episode two, going to go deeper into the three-day virtual meditation retreat. Going to do another card reading. Um, can't wait to, to record those episodes and, and to share them with you. Um, if you like this podcast, be sure to rate and follow the show. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram and Facebook, Strong Side Life Coaching. Uh, may your day be joyous. May your spirit be beautiful. And may you live your best life. Yes, queen, yes. <laughs>